to linger here like this Hold your hand and steal a kiss or two On the front porch with you Hello and welcome to On the Front Porch with us, your regular Disney podcast. I'm Tony Pascal. I'm Josh Whitehead, and thank you guys so much again for joining us here. This is, as Tony said, our regular Disney podcast, and we are very happy to be doing it. This week, we have one that is a bit odd for us, because neither Tony and myself have ever seen it up until yesterday. It is, uh, it's called Darby O'Gill in The Little People. It was directed by Robert Stevenson, and it is, um, I don't know the best way to say this, Tony, it's its its Sean Connery and old Irish man meets um, leprechauns. And banshees. And, and banshees and the, and the stagecoach of death, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god. It was really intense. It also it, made no sense. This movie yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> um, I, I'm like, I'm really excited to watch this one. What I will say as an introductory piece, besides the, the normal uh, piece that I would like to say first, that this is an adult comedy podcast. So if you are not an adult, then please stop listening or go tell your mommy and daddy. If you are an adult, then don't tell your mommy and daddy because they would not approve. I will say <laughs> the, the other half of this that I would suggest for this episode in particular, if you don't normally pause to watch this movie, please, for the love of God, pause and watch this movie. It's not going to make any sense if you don't. Oh, God. Like, if, if you're like Sam Tyler <laughs> and you just... Pause, or you, you just pause for a second and pretend like you watched the movie, and then you take the rest of our word as as what is actually happening in this movie. You are going to be so confused because I think it's fine. It, it's okay if you oh, want to do it that way, but like, you're what's going to happen? You're not going to believe think, us. <laughs> you're going to think that we're like missing major plot points, and we're that really we're like. Not. <laughs> that we're like explaining things wrong or like that other stuff's happening that we're not telling you. No, nope. we're really not. Like no. <laughs> it's just a ridiculous dumb movie that doesn't have any segues. No, uh, it's uh it's pretty outrageous. Um and every- I was confused on a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh god, it's gonna be so good, Tony. Oh my I'm god, so it's excited. Gonna be ridiculous. Uh, um, I'm really okay. excited about this one too. Uh, I do have some trivia for us about this movie. It's going to be pretty brief because I want to go ahead and get into this because I think we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. But uh, like I said, it was directed by Robert Stevenson in 1959, and the only living cast member still alive today is Sean Connery. That's right. Sean Connery's in this movie. How great is that? Uh, also, none of the leprechauns in this movie have credits in, wait really yeah none of them get any credits including and that's the because king? including the king and that is because jimmy od and the other actors who played the leprechauns um walt disney didn't allow any other material to be published about them in the marketing for the film disney's intention was to give the illusion that he was using real leprechauns disney also went as far as to say that <laughs> The Walt the the film uh, Wonderful World of Color 1954. I captured the King of the Leprechauns, in which he and Darby managed to corner King Brian and convince him to participate in this film. <laughs> That's why at the beginning, the only credit that he and his leprechauns receive is at the beginning. There was like a little thing from Walt Disney that said uh, a special thank you to King Brian of uh, Naknashiga and his leprechauns for their cooperation in the production of this film. I saw that. I noticed that and I just thought it was like cute and funny. I didn't know they took it that far. No, he wanted <laughs> he wanted people to believe that he was using real leprechauns that he and Darby had caught the king of the leprechauns and one of Walt Disney's wishes was for them to participate in the filming of this movie. Oh my gosh, this is so good. <laughs> How crazy I love this is that? so much. This is it's like insane. so unnecessary. <laughs> it's insane. 
Uh, Walt Disney had apparently also seen Albert Sharp, the guy who played Darby, uh, in a stage production of Finian's Rainbow in the 1940s and kept him in mind for the role of Darby. And by the time he began casting the film a decade later, Sharp had retired. And so Disney was able to convince him to come out of retirement for, for this movie, uh, which is really cool. The other piece of trivia that I have, I've got uh, two more. The one funny thing that was uh, I thought was really hilarious was the fact that Pony, who you guys will see when you pause, Pony is an asshole. Pony's last name is Sugru, and it's phonetically similar to the Gaelic word Sugrad, which means play. So presumably, Pony's full name is Horseplay. <laughs> right? How good I is like that? I like that. Uh, the Pony. last one... The, oh, actually, I do have two more. Sorry. Walt Disney started planning for this movie in the 1940s. After World War II, Disney sent several artists to Ireland for background material. So when uh, Disney was away for World War II, he was also um, sort of scoping out the scene. And then after World War II, he, um, he sent a couple artists to Ireland because he was stationed in Ireland at the time. Uh, the last thing that I have is that in the movie... Um, Sean Connery's character, Michael McBride, receives a letter, and that's what causes Darby's daughter to to become upset because the the letter is addressed to him, and it's saying about the truth of what's happening. I'm not going to give any spoilers yet, but it says yeah, it it says the truth about what's happening, and on the front of that letter, his his last name is spelled M A C B R I D E MacBride instead of McBride, which is the the Scottish spelling, which is supposedly uh, a kind of a tribute to the fact that Sean Connery is Scottish and not Irish, and that his character is also Scottish. Uh, they brought a Scottish guy in to become the new lord, a Dublin yeah. man? Yeah. Uh. Even though in the song, my, my Little Irish Girl, or whatever, she sings the part, My, my Funny Irish, Irish Boy. boy. Yeah. yeah. But he's not Irish. He's Scottish. Huh. Yeah. So that's all the trivia I have. And I think we should just get right to it. I think that this is going to be a lot of fun. Let's let's do it. All right, y'all. Yeah. So press pause. Actually watch this movie. And then we'll be back in just a second after these short messages. Hey, this is Adam Nutter. And this is Greg Trout. Come check out our podcast, Nerds with Words. Adam and I talk about pop culture, comedy, comic books, movies, conspiracies. We're both comedians and we might make you laugh. Every week we welcome a guest from the entire spectrum of pop culture and science and comedy. You can follow us on Twitter at NerdsWithWords1. And I'm pause. So, assumedly, you've watched this movie by this point, And if you haven't, then shame on you. But if you have, then holy shit, you guys... Like, what a strange movie. Oh my god. It's so it's so weird. And um, this is one that you, you'll be able to say to your friends, yeah, I watched this one super obscure Disney movie one time. And it, it's... It's uh, bizarre. It's super bizarre. It's also like... <laughs> I, like... I don't even know how to describe this one, Tony. I think that the way that we're going to talk through this podcast is I'm just going to say plot points. We're going to say, man, that was weird. And then we're going to go on to the next plot point. <laughs> yeah, we're going to say, man, that was weird. And then we're going to sure go on to the next weird. plot point. That sure was weird. I don't think we have anything like really interesting or deep to say other than like, God, this is a strange ass movie. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's probably how this one's going to go. So with that, let's, let's start from the, the start. We have the intro with the, the special thank you from Walt Disney to the, the King Brian of Nakhnashiga and his leprechauns. That's really nice. That's a good that he, he thanked them for their cooperation. And then this um, we, we, we go into this little house, the inn, and we see uh, Darby's daughter, sort of like... Katie. Ma- Katie, thank you. Katie, she, she's... Um, churning butter. She or not? Maybe not churning butter. She's either churning butter or cleaning clothes. I can't tell. I think it's butter. Yeah. Sure. She's anyway, doing one of those. The granny neighbor comes in. She's like, "I need tea." 
can you give me tea? And she's like, yeah. And then she like starts being, like she seems nice at first, and then she starts being super creepy about the girl needing a man. She's like, not much going on here. Everything seems right for you, except you're missing a man. <laughs> and she's like, oh, there will be plenty of time for that. And the old woman is like, time enough for the ducks. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Did, did she just say time enough the ducks? And I looked it up, and she did. Time enough, the ducks. <laughs> so I'm not sure what that means, but it might be something I start saying. Uh, Time enough, the duck. Something, something, the duck. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. she, her like argument is that if you don't find a man, some other asshole is going to take your dad's place as... Innkeeper, the lo- yeah. Gatekeeper, I don't know. It's, it's like a cushy position. Yeah, right? like, some some kind of position that he gets paid for and deals they, with the Lord and like make sure that people don't hunt rabbits. Yeah, he he seems like not a great job person to, for that job. By the way, uh, just no. Later, when we meet Darby for the first time, he really doesn't seem like the kind of person that should be in charge of like meeting and scheduling things with the Lord. Um, no, he's he's like um. <laughs> He, like, the people keep, of the town keep calling him Aristotle, though, so maybe he's just, like, the best this town's got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's the intelligent drunk of the town. Uh, he, there, there's, before we even get there, I do want to say one other funny thing about this woman that comes in, is that she's like, yeah, I come in here occasionally from time to time. She's, she's, uh, she, she comes in, and she's, like, ragging on Katie, and then she's, like, peeking in the cupboards and, like, looking into cups. And it's like, what are you, what are you looking for? I don't understand. What are you doing in here? You're not helping. You're just sort she's of, like... snooping around. Snooping. She's being a snoop. Snoopy old lady. Just here. For the sake of being here. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely not a good guy. I'm just, uh... Yeah, you, you need a man. Uh, do you have any Doritos by any chance? <laughs> uh, don't mind me. I'll look. You you go back to churning your butter or washing your clothes. I'm gonna be snooping for some some righteous Doritos. Uh, and then the Lord comes around with Sean Connery, and Katie's super hyped about it. She's like, "Yeah, that's the Lord. We gotta go out and meet him." But Darby's not there to receive them, so she has to run several miles to go find him. Yeah, so Dar- so she's like she's like oh he's just uh, mowing the grass or whatever so that way the Lord's house looks nice because I guess the Lord doesn't hang out at his house very often because he's um, definitely not there he's at the bar yeah he's definitely not <laughs> mowing grass they he's go to the bar grass. to find him <laughs> no uh, um, yeah and he's at the bar specifically telling stories about the leprechauns yeah King Brian and, before, and then, before then before <laughs> then. She, the old woman, Katie runs off. The old woman is harassing the Lord about, oh, I've got this, my son Pony, he's the best. He He's so strong, and he's so smart, and he's so good at things. You should let him have a job. And the, the Lord is like, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I'm going to leave now. And she's like, no, no, but like, really, my son Pony, he's the best at things. And he's like, okay, yeah, like, I don't really need... Um, I don't really need your input. I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm in this position for a reason, and you're just a crazy old lady that snoops for Doritos. Uh, and he, she's, she will not let him go. It's it's she's such a weird scene. It. Yeah. Every, any, anytime she is around, she is talking about Pony. And I'm not sure what her purpose in this story is. <laughs> Well, Pony is the sort of like is sort of also like like super um, like this. This is like the traditional vice, right? Like of like she's just like a uh, she's a like a gossip or a, a snoop or whatever, and she's like yeah. wants to get her family like up there, or whatever. Yeah, she uh, wants she wants to to break out, and, use and her son Pony, to break out. Pony is also like sort of like a caricature where he's just like in the bar. He's like, give me another whiskey. And they're like, no, but you can have a stout. (laughs) (laughs) If you'll be civil, you'll have a stout. No more whiskey for you, but here's a, here's a beer for you. Uh, I think that was really, that was pretty good. 
Um, so he's like a drunk and like also just a huge asshole. What a dick. <laughs> he's such a jerk. I hate Pony in this movie, but I I love the way that he like he makes the room kind of hate him as well in the yeah. bar. Everybody's Everybody, like, like looks at him and just like God fuck stop you. Talking. Yeah. <laughs> like there's everybody <laughs> is like listening so intently. Everybody's loving Darby. And he's like telling these stories and basically it's just Pony and his two friends that are like, What a load of bullshit and everybody's <laughs> like, Get the hell out of here, have another beer first. Get the hell out of here, have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to Ireland. <laughs> yeah, for real. So uh, Darby's telling this wonderful story about his interaction with King Brian of Nakhnashiga and how he captured him the first time and was given three wishes. And he wished for health and uh, a crock of potatoes and then a crock of gold. And he... Is like playing with the gold, and he's like, "This is the greatest day of my life. I'm so happy." But King Brian offers him a fourth wish and a fifth wish, and he is like, "Well, in that case, I'll take a crock of gold from my two best friends." And he's like, uh, "That what was the saying? Three three wishes, and you'll be fine. And if you wish the fourth one, fuck you, fuck you. You don't get any of it." <laughs> <laughs> pretty so, much <laughs> yeah so i'm pretty sure that's word for word it's not but um yeah they they he he takes the gold back he takes back his health which means that darby dies instantly and um it's it's the end of the movie because darby died uh, <laughs> oh shit yeah i i don't know how the health was supposed to happen anyway to be honest with you uh so people that, really like Father Murth, Murphy in this bar. They keep talking about him. I'm not sure what he's doing there. Is he having a beer? Yeah. Yeah, priests have beer. It's cool. Okay. I mean, whatever. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, leprechauns are like super evil. Priests don't like them and don't like that people hang out with them. Um, and so Father Murphy's like... I need somebody to go and get me a bell. And Pony's an asshole. is like, I will pay you $5,000 to go get that bell. Or you, or rather, you should pay me. You should uh, pay me five. Yeah, that. Ten and, gold and two. Or two. And two, gold. Yeah, so, ten gold and two. Or two gold and ten. One of those. Whichever is more. A lot. Uh, and Pony is like, like and the father's like, well, we're poor, and so you can just charge the rest to your soul, which I thought was a pretty good line. Yeah, and Pony's <laughs> like, no, you'll pay me ten gold and two, and yeah. the father, Father Murphy's like, well, if only somebody would do this, they would probably be forgiven for telling crazy stories in a bar about leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> and and then uh. Darby O'Gill stands up and is like, I'll do it. That would be perfect. <laughs> and the priest is like, you'll be paid in music the music of the bell. the bell. The music from the bell will be your music. That's my music? Yes. I get all the music? I get all the music from the bell? That's awesome. And the priest is like, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have to pay a damn thing. Um, oh, good times. So, Darby, uh, in a separate thing entirely, decides to go, instead of going to get the bell, apparently that's waiting until the next day. That's less important. He wants to instead find his horse so that he can go, I guess, prep for the next day? Is that the, the plan? He wants to go yeah, get the horse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, the horse is like out to pasture or whatever, but they don't have pastures. They just have a mountain that leads to the leprechaun house. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's going after his horse, whose name is Cleopatra, and they're going up. Um, he's following following the horse up Mount Nakhnashiga, which is crazy that that's the just happens to be where the horse is leading him. And then he gets to the top of every time he comes. Did you notice every time he comes to the top of Mount Nakhnashiga, the horse is there, and then it looks back at him like that gopher meme. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it does the like, 
and he like stares <laughs> it down for a minute and the horse is like oh you've arrived finally uh but it, it and then the horse throws darby down the well it doesn't say that but the horse starts turning fluorescent colors <laughs> it turns into a strobe horse and then the strobing <laughs> makes him fall down the well and then he gets knocked out at the bottom of the well where the leprechauns are it's not a regular well it doesn't have water in it yeah L- like it's a, well. a dumb well but the, the leprechauns know him. They're like, oh, that's Darby O'Gill. Perfect. Yeah. We know all about Darby O'Gill. Uh, well, they so, jump assumedly, all over him. Assumedly, they, they, make... they, like, they are invisible all the time in the village. So they just see him. And they know everybody in the village. Sure, sure, sure. We, we learn more about that in a minute. Yeah. The leprechauns know him. They jump on him a lot. They make his stick hit him with magic. And then they take him to the king. <laughs> Uh, they're like, come on, let's go do fun things. <laughs> and then Darby it's does his little strange. walk. He does his little waddle walk um, into the into the cave. And we we see, like, honestly, the first thing that struck me was, why does he have a full-size throne? Why does he have a full-size Same. sword? And I'm Same. like, what? I don't understand any of this. They do explain it, um, that these are, like, uh, from Spanish the Spanish gold, the Spanish, Spanish gold, and, and like this is the the uh, throne from the original Irish king, yeah, um, and things like the, that. That the makes harp sense. Of something, something, something. Here's yeah. the problem with this movie: about one of every five words, I didn't understand. Yeah, <laughs> I tried so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish that there was subtitles because I feel like I would have gotten so much more out of it. <laughs> it is um it's something they this scene tony is this, um, this is the height of strange this is, guys this is, i'm just going to run down a list i'm not going to give any commentary i'm just gonna read what i've written okay and please I, at the end at the end <laughs> we can explain it okay okay <clears throat> it's it's a novella darby can't go home Darby makes the townspeople be superstitious and do dumb things like tip their hats at swirls of dust. The king is happy about this? Question mark. The king wanted to save Darby from being fired? Question mark. So he stole him? Question mark. To keep him away from annoying humans? Darby wants to go home, then changes his mind and plays happy fiddle music. He's getting faster. They are dancing at such a super fast pace. Somebody blows a horn, leprechauns leave, and come back riding tiny horses. <laughs> then they leave. Darby steals gold, but <laughs> Darby steals gold, but he puts it in a holy pocket. He sneaks away. <laughs> okay. Let, let's go back a little bit here. Um, King Brian... Is like, yeah, you can't leave um, because of this, this, and this. And Darby's like, well, who does this for you? And Darby, or the king is like, you did. And he's like, well, who did this for you? And the king's like, you did. Who makes did. people do dumb things like dip their hats in swirls of dust? You do. Um, it, it's like but, so weird. <laughs> but there's, there's one, probably my favorite adult joke of the movie, honestly, is when the he says something bad about the king and all the leprechauns in the room are like and they're speaking in gaelic and he's like they better watch what they say i speak gaelic too (laughs) yeah that was pretty good i like that a lot (laughs) because they're clearly cursing him in gaelic it's so good uh yeah so that he plays the fiddle and then he plays it super fast, so they have to dance super fast. <laughs> and then they leave and get on miniature horses and come back and ter- go around him in the throne a couple of times. <laughs> and then leave again. <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of the scene. <laughs> it's the whole thing. It's so confusing. <laughs> I don't know what it was for. <laughs> oh my god. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like walks out and he's like okay I guess I am allowed to leave <laughs> he, he had the box 
pocket full of gold, but because he waddles so weird, all the gold <laughs> fell out of his pocket. <laughs> scene is so dumb. Oh god, it's I'm so always still like, don't uh, understand why they had to steal him. Like, the whole purpose doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh god, it was so crazy. You guys, just watch that scene if nothing else. Oh man. Whew. So, we move on. And the king finds Darby in his home, which is where he would obviously go. Right. <laughs> Weird. And Darby is there to, like, is, like, going to trick him in drinking what I assume is moonshine? Yeah, it, it's it's Pachin. Yeah, it, it's basically moonshine. Okay. That was a word, one of those one in five words I didn't understand. They... <laughs> I, I listened to a lot <laughs> of Irish is... drinking songs, and one of the... That's, that's a word that I picked up over the years. So, yes. Gotcha. It means moonshine. Okay. So they sing this wishing song, which is like a song that you have to make up as you sing. Yeah, and it's not even like clever. Most of them, they're they're like no, most of them are really bad. They're like they're not actually that clever. I thought they were gonna be like, wow, that that's like a good rhyme. No, most of them were like, uh, I I wish I were a baker, then I could bake some bread, and then fall on my head, and that's it. That like. Okay, yeah, that's... Okay. Well, you have to sing about drinking. You have to sing about drinking in that. So it's like, I wish that I could drink with Josh. My brother Josh is great. Uh, something, something. Uh, <laughs> Please, by all means, finish. Uh, it, because I it's tequila that, that we hate. Um. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. I, it's, it's a pretty ridiculous song. I'm not sure what the point of this scene is other than to get the king drunk. And it's not even like we know anything. He gets drunk. The morning comes. And because they've been singing all night, the sun is out because it's morning. And suddenly you realize that because it's light out, the the sun is out, the king can't go through doors anymore. Yeah, here's the thing about this movie. If you know a lot about leprechauns, then you probably, like, understand it better than that. Sure. I did not know that. I had no idea that leprechauns can't go through doors in the daytime. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? So So he sets the cat on King Brian. Yeah. And there's this amazing, like, like, great videography of, like, a giant cat paw coming through this, uh, this spoked wheel. And it's like... How big do you think the actual prop was for that? It had. It looked enormous. <laughs> it looked crazy. Uh, it was pretty great. It was like a fun. It was a fun scene. And then, like, because of the cat, he was able to grant. Like, he grants three wishes. Yeah. Uh, but and the first one was that you have to basically be at my beck and call in this bag of mine for the next at least a fortnight. Because I want time to think about my my wishes, and he's like, "Okay, I guess that's crazy, uh, but I've never met an adversary like you, Darby O'Gill." And Darby O'Gill's like, "Well, I am the best," and the king is like, "Well, I have also been alive for like five thousand years, so like I'm pretty good too." And Darby O'Gill's like, "I'm gonna sick this cat on you. Say how great I am," and the king is like, "You're right. You're an adversary." <laughs> so I gave you moonshine. That's how. That's the. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, so <laughs> they, they. Uh, I don't really have that many, many things on my list of uh, for this scene. Pretty much all of we my should. notes are about h- how weird it is that they're dancing super fast and there's baby horses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what most of my notes look like. Uh, I will say see I took like six notes on that because I was just taking it all in (laughs) I I will say the the one note that I have from this scene is that he really they they really didn't try especially hard to match the size of of what uh, the king would look like 
in the doll that he picked up because it was like enormous the doll that he picked up and oh, put yeah. into the bag it looked it was like a, an actual doll sized doll as opposed to what it looks super weird yeah. too it yeah pretty ridiculous looking but for the time i guess i don't know it was fine yeah uh so we go to the morning so so he just stumbles out of the barn <laughs> in the morning and uh katie is making breakfast uh for sean connery and katie's like he's not a drinking man he's a lonely man who goes to the pub for company and also hangs out with leprechauns for company and then he comes in and is like uh sean connery not sean connery comes in uh darby darby comes in and he says do you want to hear about my battles with evil and she says i do not now sit down and eat your breakfast (laughs) 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 and i just like like how like she is a very impressive character. Yeah, <laughs> like she just tells people what to do, and it's really great. And Sean Connery is like, "Are you sure that he's not a drinker? He seems like a drinker." <laughs> and <laughs> and he, they they eat their breakfast, and Sean Connery is uh, goes out to the garden to do his work, and he sings. And then they eat lunch. Yeah, they eat lunch, but first Sean Connery sings a song about uh, his his funny Irish girl, and. He's like, oh, I don't. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you off with my singing. And it's funny because the one thing that Sean Connery didn't like about this role was that he would have to sing. He said that that he almost didn't take this role because he had to sing in it. And it's because of this role that he was considered for James Bond. Um, this was like his breakout movie. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good thing that he did sing. And I thought, like, honestly, when that scene happened of him, like, out there swinging the thing and, like, and, and weeding and singing and, like, dabbing his, his chest and forehead and it, I was like, man, like, Sean Connery is, like, really attractive in this movie. He, this is, like, like Irish-Scottish love, love throb kind of thing. Um, heartthrob. It was very... Heartthrob, yeah. It was, like, <laughs> something out of, like, a, a romance novel at this point. Yeah, and he's like flirting really hard. Oh, he is. He's like, she, she's like, well, he's like, what did your dad say about me? He says you're a good lad. Tell me, Katie, do you think I'm a good lad? And she's like, I very greatly doubt it. And then she walks away. <laughs> it's very excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're really sort of like leaning into the 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 playing with each other kind of aspect of it. Uh, they go, or he's he's in the bar. Darby O'Gill is in the bar. Well, he brings home a bell. Oh, yeah, he goes and gets the bell first. Good call. He goes and gets the bell, yes. which was, like, his whole thing, because now he doesn't have to worry about his sins for, for going to bars and telling lies about leprechauns. Um, yep. So he's in the bar. He tells a lie about a leprechaun, and he <laughs> has the, the leprechaun to prove it this time. And there was this amazing, probably like one of my favorite scenes, other than it's so bizarre. It, the, the other, <laughs> it's so weird. I'm not sure what the point of it was. They they all get a, a pint of stout. They they take a sip of it, and then he's like, "Yeah, I've got my leprechaun here. Uh, I can't show you. I can't show you it. He he's super shy. He's in this bag though. I promise. I super it's promise." And uh, could I get a, a, a the best whiskey in the house? And he sort of hands it down. It gulps away, and then the glass gets thrown back out. And he's like, thanks so much, everybody. You can have the rest of that stout. I'm not going to drink it. Thank you for buying it for me, though. And then he, he leaves. And there's this... Th- this is the reason why it's my favorite. Is it, This is how, like... <laughs> legends are born right <laughs> somebody sees uh him dump some whiskey into his bag <laughs> and they're like oh that was a leprechaun we should put this glass on on the the mantle <laughs> that's it they they're like this glass is our most famous glass let's put it on the shelf we all saw it there's no way he could have faked that <laughs> Oh man! If I was a con man, though, oh yeah, I could just like order the best whiskey in the house, pour it into a flask in my bag, 
and then walk out without paying because the leprechaun drink Yep, it. that leprechaun in his back that no one else is allowed to see. He's a shy boy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he doesn't want to make an appearance. So, oh, man. It, when the time comes that he does want to make an appearance later, it's in the form of a rabbit to Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, Sean Darby is running to go make Sean Connery go to the dance. I'm confused. Yeah. It's unclear. Because whatever. Katie's going to There's the dance. dance. Uh, Darby gets tackled, though. Because he's because a poacher. He looks like a poacher because he's carrying around this giant bag. <laughs> That's squirming. It's a squirming bag that also happens to have a rabbit in it because the rabbit, or because the king is pretending to be a rabbit whenever... Uh, Sean Connery looks at him. <laughs> There's this really dumb scene where, like, like Darby O'Gill asks Sean Connery, like, six times to look into the bag. Look in the bag. And then he, like, yeah, he, like see murmurs into the bag a little bit. And then he's like, look again. Look. And he's like, yeah, that's look in the bag again. still a rabbit, Darby. It still looks like a rabbit. Dar- Darby, I swear to God, this is a rabbit. <laughs> he's like, no, hold on. Let me talk to him real fast. Hey, you're going to stop being a rabbit? No. <laughs> you gonna look in there again for me? See if he's still a rabbit to you? No, he's still a rabbit. Maybe look. Just close one of your eyes and look. <laughs> look at the. It's so try dumb. closing both of your eyes. Is he a rabbit? He's a rabbit still, <laughs> even with both my eyes closed, because it's a rabbit. And he's like, "Oh my Don't gosh. worry, he'll visit you in your dreams tonight." From you got it. Okay. From from Sean Connery's perspective, he just left after poaching. He is poaching. And he's just like, don't worry, my leprechaun in my bag that you see as a rabbit, because it's a rabbit, is going to visit me in my dreams tonight. <laughs> cool. That makes it okay. Just enjoy the rabbit. <laughs> and then walks away with the rabbit on his back. <laughs> it's cool. You can poach Sean that Sean Connery one. is not good at stopping poachers. Yeah. By all means, that one's yours. Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna work around it because you are a crazy man. <laughs> so. Meanwhile, though, and again, we 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 wonder if Darby O'Gill was a a con man. This would be the way to do it. Yeah, he's just like absolutely talk your way out. Pretend to be a crazy person. Uh, so uh, so, but I mean, in that scene, what's really important is that he says, "I wish you could see him." So that's wish number two, and he can see him. Just as a rabbit. Yep. So that's wish number two. Way to fuck that one up, Darby. Yeah. Uh, so much for Aristotle. So... Uh, they <laughs> we we pan over to to see uh, Katie getting out of the dance, and the guy that she was dancing with all night is like, "Can I take you home?" And then Pony shows up out of nowhere. He wasn't even at the dance. He's like, "No, I'll take her home." And, and then, like, punches Sean, not Connery, in the face. Yeah, he, like, twists his arm and, and is like, uh, no, by all means, take her home. And so he takes her home, and she is a strong, independent woman and is not going to kiss him because he's an asshole. Yeah, and that's the end of that, that scene. That's the whole scene. <laughs> it's really bizarre. But the king, like, is like, listen, who do you think is stopping all of the leprechauns from being crazy? And it's me. If I were, if I, if I get hurt or if like something happens to me, there's just gonna be plagues among us from the rest of the leprechauns. Yeah, which is a a good a good uh, a, a good negotiating point, even if it's not true. Yeah, just sort of let me out of here because they're gonna start rampaging. They're gonna start fucking stuff up. Uh, <laughs> you don't know leprechauns like no, I do. <laughs> those guys, you should have seen them when they weren't dancing. Uh, <laughs> or riding horses or ride, really riding fast. tiny horses super fast in a circle. <laughs> Those guys are nuts. Uh, oh my god! But they, <laughs> he's like, "What'll make you make your third wish faster?" He's like, "Well, I'd like to be happy. Well, how do I make you happy? Well, uh, you could make my my daughter happy. Make make her fall in love with uh, with Sean Connery." And he's like, I can make that happen. Don't worry. I already promised him I'd see him in his dreams. So he's like, you go to bed. Don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. I, I'm, I'm going to be right around here. Uh, I'm by no means uh, allowed to leave because according to the first wish, I have to be at your beck and call. And then, right. and then later, he 
runs off. He runs away. Yeah. Yeah. So that <laughs> doesn't make much sense. We'll get there. Um, so he, he appears to Sean Connery in his dreams. And he's like, marry her. Marry her, Sean Connery. She'll fall into your arms. And Sean Connery's like, I don't, I don't really want that. Yeah. It, it, she's like, he starts by saying how great Katie is. And then, like, when he, when that doesn't work, he's like, I bet you're scared of Pony. That's what it is. Yeah. Hey, you're a little bitch, huh? <laughs> you're a little bitch. You're not going to marry her? And he's like, uh, no, I just don't, like, I don't want to, I don't want to marry her right now. I just met her, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, like, we, like take, stop being an asshole. Take this nice and slow. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to jump into anything. And um, <laughs> but he, like, he calls it a win. He goes to Katie. Okay, he's I like, guess. job's done there. <laughs> And then he goes over to Katie and uh, and starts talking and is like almost immediately like she like wakes up and starts to like like looks like she's gonna punch him or something. <laughs> Which is weird. He like he goes in, he's like, Katie, Katie, time to wake up, I gotta tell you things. And he starts the, the, the whole like, you should marry Sean Connery, and she wakes up and he runs away, and then he comes back a minute later and it's like, Katie Katie, time to wake up. I gotta tell you things. You should marry Sean Connery. And it's like, didn't we just do this? I feel like we just did this. It was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What a dumb uh, movie. Uh, yeah, for sure. So that's the end of that. He, she's like, okay, I don't really want to. Uh, she had the same reaction. Like, I'm not super interested in getting married at the moment. And then... That's the end of it. It, it. The king's like, okay, I gave him my best shot. That's it. Uh, and so, so the next day I comes sure around. I sure there aren't going to be any like famines or raving leprechauns in the morning yeah. because I didn't do a good job of this. <laughs> and then on the other side, we've got the king talking to both of them in their dreams. And then on the other side is Pony. And he's he's dreaming. And his mom comes to him in his dreams and he's like, Pony, Pony, go beat that guy up. And he's like, I don't want to beat that guy up. And she's like, well, if you do, then you'll get to marry Katie. And he's like, no, no. And he's like having a nightmare because it's terrifying. None of this actually happened. But this it, it happened at the same time as the other dream sequences. And this is how I like to perceive it. Because he's like, sure, sure. he's like... Yeah, she in, in real in the way it really happened in the movie is she's like comes to him while he's drinking and is like, "Well, he got the job that you wanted, so you should go fuck him up." And that's that. And he's like, "Okay, okay I will." But, well, no, first he's like, "Ah, that's crazy," and she's like, "What are you scared?" <laughs> so they do this a <laughs> this lot, is like a trend. You, you scared of that guy? Okay, you, well, very much like middle school like bullies yeah, tactics chicken. going on. <laughs> uh, so he goes and beats him up. Sure does. Well, he's about to, but Katie's like, "If you lay a finger on him, I'll never speak to you again, Sean Connery." And then they don't fight, and then <laughs> they almost kiss, and then they don't kiss, and then they do kiss. Yeah, and then Pony beats up Sean Connery. That doesn't happen. Yeah, he beats him over the head with a stick. Oh, but that's later. Oh, yeah. But still, it happens. you got to have the scene where there's like, you can't wish on Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because I'm a man of God. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, fine. And and so don't, uh, the king is like, well, shit, like, this is a whole other day that I've just got to sit around. And he's like, "Well, what? Because I can't wish on I can't wish on Sunday. <laughs> what what can I do, Darby, to make you give me this fucking wish so I can go home and prevent the apocalypse of leprechauns that is <laughs> coming? That is definitely, definitely coming, guys. There's definitely an apocalypse of leprechauns coming. It's just like it, it's it's. We've only waited a week for Sunday to come <laughs> for him to like go up on the yeah." <sighs> it, it's, you do not want to see it. It is a tornado of crazy little horses, and it is terrifying. <laughs> These tiny <laughs> horses are going to be off. They're going to be everywhere. I'm going to bite your kneecaps. I swear, this is, it's like it's coming like right now. It's like on its <laughs> we way. We got to get back over Let there. Let me go. And so he goes to the bar again on Sunday, and is like, um, 
thinking thinking over how he's going to make this final wish. And yeah, we missed the scene a little bit of how like the the evil lady, not evil, but the, Pony's like, mom, yeah, Snoopy, like Pony's mom's lady. She she basically tells Katie that that Michael is here to take Darby O'Gill's job. Yeah, that Sean Connery is here to take Darby O'Gill's job. Have we ever said that? No, Sean Connery's here to take Darby O'Gill's job. Uh, yeah, he, he's. It's like not a major plot point. No, so we really I mean it's not really it. mentioned. It's mentioned like one time, <laughs> and then Darby's like, it sort of passes through it, and Sean Connery's like, well, I don't know if I want to lie, uh, and and Darby O'Gill's no, like, it's not really, you're gonna no, lie. It's just fine. We're gonna move on. And I'm gonna get you a drink, and then <laughs> they, and it's like the day the day comes when he's supposed to move out, and. Uh, they still haven't told the truth, so yeah. It, well, and like yeah. Anyway, they, yeah. She gives the letter to to Katie that says basically from the Lord, saying, um, "Get the hell out of this house," and or get get Darby and his daughter the hell out of this house. And so yeah. she's super upset about it, and he's like, "No, please don't go. I love you." And she's like, "No, you're a jerk." And then she leaves, and that's the end. Yeah. So they they anyway. That he leaves. She leaves. She runs to go talk to Darby, who's about to make his third wish in a bar. Uh, and uh, and all of his friends are trying to help him figure out what that third wish should be. And he like he's like I don't want gold. I don't want all these other things. Well, you should have a castle. Well, no. If you have a castle, then it'll be a castle on top of you with nobody to take care of the castle. And he's like, "Oh, you're right. It's just like Aristotle. it's just like Aristotle. They say that like four times in this movie. He's so ridiculous. He he sure is Aristotle. He is just like Aristotle. Who would have thought? This guy is so smart that if <laughs> if you were given a, a castle right now, that it would just fall right on top of you, and you wouldn't have anybody to take care of it. Yeah, <laughs> Aristotle. Aristotle. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's right. Anyway, the leprechaun gets let go." But it's a bunny, and it runs away, even though it definitely was a wish that said you, you you're not to allowed run to run away because of that first wish. You're definitely not allowed to do that, and so he's just gone, and that's it. So, <laughs> I would like to read another novella that I have of oh, the last uh, oh good. of the next couple scenes. Yeah, please, because this next part is what really confused me. Please, okay. I stopped taking detailed notes and just, again, just took it all in because this is one of those sections. Katie goes to confront Pony Boy again. Right. Not Pony Boy, Sean. Sean Connery. Sean gets hit by Pony Boy. Yep. And puts up on the Lord's step with alcohol. This gets resolved in like five <laughs> seconds. Banshee question mark Banshee. same as the as I heard the night my wife was taken question mark Katie fell and died sad sad thunder Banshee also easily resolved question mark through a lantern deathbed sad sad here's Banshee knocking at door chases her through the streets throwing things doesn't work anymore Banshee chariot chariot is coming for Katie so that's the next like 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, so that's, that's a pretty good summary of what just happened. She's upset. She goes on on the crazy horse. She gets on Cleopatra and naturally Cleopatra takes her to the top of Mount Nakhnashiki, Shiga and uh flings her to her death because Cleopatra is the real villain of this movie. Really <laughs> and so when Darby O'Gill gets to the top of Mount Nakhnashiga, he looks, he comes up again, and, right. and the horse looks back at him and, like, finally you've arrived, and then strobes out a bunch, uh, as, yeah, as so, the horses want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, they, like, they just hear this banshee noise, and it's like, where is this coming from? Like, there's, there's just, like, plot point just magically appears. My wife was killed by banshee! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot Banshee. <laughs> so they go run to like go fight the Banshee or whatever, and I'm like, what the fuck is a Banshee? 
sitting on top of the thing, and I'm like, what? How did the banshee? What does the banshee have to do with any of this? The fucking oh banshee. If if you had known all along, all these times that you've come up to the top of Mount Nakashiga to confront Cleopatra, that there had been a banshee on top of there, then you probably wouldn't have gone there. <laughs> Just don't go there. There's a banshee up there. I mean, to be fair, he he just throws a lantern at it and it disappears. So it like it doesn't seem that bad. And then it comes back, <laughs> banshee. Oh my god, the banshee's knocking at the door during her deathbed scene, and he just like chases her around in the streets. Oh, doesn't make much sense. And, and then the 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 flying. Uh, stagecoach of death comes around and he's like it's, it's like a really slow process what happened to the banshee doesn't matter uh he's gone. <laughs> just gone. he scared it off by chasing it um <laughs> he threw that he threw that hole at it so <laughs> and she got scared off so um the the there's this like really slow process of this stagecoach coming to them and he there's like four minutes of him just like looking at it scared and it coming a little bit closer and him like oh and it comes a little bit closer and he's like oh and it comes a little bit closer and it's like that for a couple of minutes and then finally it's still it's still on its way it's a really long ways away and uh he turns to king brian and King Brian is like, well, what do you want to wish for? You got one more wish. Oh, by the way, King Brian's there Yeah, King now. Brian's there. <laughs> uh, so he's like, well, what do you want to wish for? Wish for it soon. Um, because there's a stagecoach of death showing up, so you should probably do it in the near future. And he's like, well, um, I guess I'll get into that stagecoach if you can promise that she lives. And he's like, okay. And so... He gets into the stagecoach and he's technically dead. And then yeah. and then Brian is there again inside the stagecoach. Brian's back. And he's like Brian's back. Brian is like, yeah, so um don't worry, I'll take care of, of Katie. She's alive now. She her fever broke. She's safe. And it was easy. Uh don't you wish uh that you could have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right now? And he's like, I don't get it. <laughs> and then he's like, Don't you wish that uh, <laughs> things had turned out differently, and he's like, I, I don't understand. And he's like, don't you wish, if you have a fourth fucking wish, then all of this goes away. <laughs> he's like, don't you wish that maybe uh, th- that Sean Connery could be a James Bond later on? And he's like, yeah, I guess. I wish that. And he's like, yes, great. Well, fuck you. Get out of the stagecoach, because none of those wishes mattered. Ha-ha! <laughs> Loophole. Who's Aristotle now? <laughs> you have been a worthy adversary, but I was Aristotle all along. Um, <laughs> Such a weird thing to say. So, Okay, so you think the movie's over, right? It's like, nice. Nope. Everyone's alive. But then, wait, there's a Sean Connery fist fight right at the end. Yeah. You think the movie's over, and there's real violence for the first time in the whole movie. <laughs> Actual confrontation. Um, oh, hold on, Tony. This so- is the climax of the movie. I'd like to take a moment. Uh, and we actually just passed the climax, but this is this is the only confrontation of the movie, so I'd like to say that this is the climax. Um, I'd like to take a second, look off the porch here. Hey, uh, Yowza. This is such a weird movie. Do you have anything to say at all about this movie? Hello, and welcome to Yaza's Log, where tonight we'll be discussing the recently remade live-action Lion King, which I just came home from seeing. Just as in the original animated film, the story follows a young prince who, after the tragic death of his father, is left wondering whether he is ready to take the mantle of the Lion King. After facing a challenge from a scarred relative, the prince returns with strength and resolve and takes the throne, truly learning what it means to be the king. There are, of course, some changes to the original film that make this one feel fresh. For instance, the British pop ballads of Elton John are replaced with the sultry tribal beats of Kendrick Lamar. However, there is one change that is sure to rile hardcore fans of the original. The name. You see, in this remake, the principal character is a panther rather than a lion. 
and the title is changed to Black Panther, perhaps a reference to the great success of the live-action remake of The Jungle Book, featuring the Black Panther, Bagheera. Well, thank you for listening to tonight's report from Yaza's Log. Excellent. Thank you, Yaza. That's our, our segment, Yaza's Log. We're very happy with it. Thanks to Yaza. He's on Twitter, at CTYaza. So, there's a fist fight. Yeah, so, like, that thing that happened where Pony hit him in the head, and then he, like, put him on the, the, the mayor's, ha- like, steps and put alcohol on him. Yeah. And then he, like, woke up, like, a minute and a half later. It was, like, no big He's deal. He's like, what is this alcohol doing on me? This isn't mine. <laughs> this is weird. What? <laughs> and then they heard a banshee, and they were like, oh, bigger problems. Oh, yeah, banshees. Well, Sean Connery doesn't just fight banshees. <laughs> he fights... He fights the guy that punched yeah, him. Yeah, fights Pony. Uh, and he, he punched him real good. And Granny was sad. And that's that's the end of the movie. That's that's the that's real like, end. That's actually where it ends. The, the, the lady who started the movie by coming in and asking for tea now sees her drunken son sprawled out on a table. A broken table. And you gotta think, yeah, and he, he's, she's yeah. like, oh no, my boy. And he's like, mom. And that's where it ends. That's like the end of the movie. Um, So I don't have a lot to add, Josh. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's everything. I think that, for the love of God, um, you guys, if you didn't watch it, you really really ought to watch it. I mean, maybe at this point, after you've heard us talk about it, you just, like, let that be the world of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's so ridiculous, you guys. Oh my so, gosh. With that, thank you guys so much for listening. We love doing this podcast, especially when we have movies like this. We uh, we want to say a special thank you to our friends over in Tokyo for uh, listening to our podcast and being such apparently huge supporter to, supporters of us. We also have some in New Zealand <laughs> now and uh, Chicago and California and Michigan. And Raleigh, North Carolina, obviously, because that's where we're from. But uh, thanks to everybody that's been listening over the last little while, and also to all of our tons of followers on Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram. We're apparently making a lot of growth, and that's pretty awesome. So big thank you to them. Big thank you to Yowza. Um, like I said, his uh, Twitter is at CTYowza. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Front Porch Disney. You can find me at Front Porch Josh. I'm at Front Porch Tony. And make sure that you find us on iTunes and leave a review and a rating and subscribe. And we will uh, talk about you if you use the hashtag Front Porch Talks. We will uh, if, just talk about the things that we, we missed or if you liked this episode or if you have um, something that you want to contribute to the conversation. Use that hashtag Front Porch Talks and we will include you in the next conversation. So the last thing that I want to talk about before we close out here, Tony, is that mm-hmm. we are leading up to some pretty big events in our our podcast. Do you want to talk a little bit about those? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So we have the first one, which is coming up on uh, April 4th, I believe, is the, the, the big one. That is our uh, one-year anniversary. We've been doing this for almost a year at this point, which is really, really cool. And we've got a lot of support from you guys. So that's going to be a really fun episode. We're going to be doing an extremely goofy movie because that's we started with a goofy movie on our first episode. I think it's fitting that a year later we're going to be doing an extremely goofy movie. Probably the only sequel we will ever do. So Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. And then our finale is also coming up for season two. That'll be on May 2nd, if I'm not mistaken. That is um, that is also rapidly approaching. In the in-between, we have a couple of really exciting episodes and a couple of really exciting guests. One in particular is uh, the episode in between those two episodes that I just mentioned, our one-year anniversary and our finale, is uh, it's kind of a, a, a new thing that we're going to be doing for this season. Um, and I'm pretty excited to, to do it. Tony, you want to give him a little insight? 
Yeah, we're going to be kind of breaking up into teams and taking on shorts. Because what we had noticed was that we liked doing shorts, but we didn't like doing them at the beginning of every movie. So we're going to have a whole episode on Disney shorts. Uh, and like, I'm going to talk to a friend of the pod, Savannah and Kendra, who you have not yet met. Josh is going to talk to Connor Davis. And uh, Yowza is going to be talking with Jack and Beardy about yeah so it should be a good time yeah i'm pretty next week we're going to watch another 1990s early 2000 uh disney channel original disney channel original so god you want to tell them what it is yeah i guess so so that way you can prepare your mind for don't look under the bed don't look under the bed don't look under the bed yeah and uh connor love will be on that yeah so that you guys haven't met connor love yet he's gonna be joining us for the first time i think it's gonna be a lot of fun especially you know i love doing disney channel originals tony i love doing them they're so outrageous yeah (laughs) it turns out that they're not the only outrageous movies that ever came out of disney no no we have just found out no absolutely not (laughs) so with that we want to again say uh, a final thank you make sure that you you Follow us on all those places. Tony, sing us out. Banshee? Same as I heard the night my wife was taken? Ah! Okay, that's... Okay, no, I... So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you. That was not a song. Why don't you sing a song? You've got a friend <laughs> in me. No, never mind. <laughs> Don't remember yeah, goodbye. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Here like this. Hold your hand and steal a kiss or two on the front porch with you.